Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and I'm joined here with my co-host, partner, fiancé, and my little postal worker friend, Kara Zalaya. Hello, everybody. I love the post office. She sure does. I love postal workers. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So, let's get into it. Kara, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are taking a look back at an astonishingly good movie, Klaus, starring Jason Schwartzman and J.K. Simmons as the titular Klaus. Wow, I can't wait. I know. Going into this movie, we really didn't know much. We hadn't watched any trailers or literally anything. Nope. So we went in fully blind. And what did you think this movie was about? So before we watch this movie, we just take notes on what we think this movie is going to be about. And after we watched it, and I was as I was typing up our notes for this episode, I kind of nailed it. You really did. So I wrote down that I thought there was a boy named Klaus who isn't Santa. But to his town, he acts like a Santa-type figure and gives people a reason to believe in Christmas. And I also wrote that Klaus loves making toys for kids. And that all pretty much checked out. Yeah. Klaus is one person. The roles I described were two different people. Yeah. But similar vibes. What about you? What did you think this was going to be about? I got this mostly wrong, which is that Santa wants to retire. That's what I thought would happen. Oh, yeah. But that the kids wanted him to stay as Santa, and Santa thinks that the kids only love him for toys, but then they show him that there are other reasons why they love him. I think that could be a good movie in a different setting. Yeah. I mean, if someone wants to call me for the rights to that movie, please let me know. Yeah. I also thought that maybe it wasn't that, or that it would be about the kids who find out about Santa too early Mm -hmm. and want to believe in the spirit of Santa again. So they find out new ways to believe in him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I think would be very cool as well. Again, not quite what this is about. That's sort of Polar Expressy almost. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. I did think, though, that I was closer with that second take because one of the things, as you'll get into in your recap of the movie, yeah. is that this is a slight reimagining of the Santa lore. Yeah, which I'm very into. Very into. You hate Santa lore, but I don't like Santa lore. But this one, oof, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you were you were very into it. So why don't you go ahead and tell the good folks at home what happened in this movie? And I want to jump ahead of time and say y'all should watch this movie. This is a great movie. This is a really really good movie. My main note, spoiler alert, is going to be I don't understand why everyone wasn't more hyped about this movie. This movie's amazing. Yeah, one of the best movies we've watched for this podcast but so go ahead tell us what happened in the movie klaus okay so this is an animated movie directed by sergio pablos letting you know right off so if i forget to mention at the rest of the point of this movie that this is animated it's animated it's an animated movie so there's a man named jesper johansson or jesper johansson i'm gonna flip between jesper and jesper throughout the movie (laughs) don't ask why don't know why (laughs) It's just, I, I read Jesper as Jesper, so we're just going to go with that. <laughs> You've been living with me for too long. I know. Jesper. So, there's this man named Jesper Johansson, whose father is the Postmaster General. And Jesper is in the Postal Workers Academy, but is also somehow a spoiled and entitled rich kid who's slacking off. In this universe, the Postmaster General is making tons of money. 
I don't know if that's the case in, in the real world. but <laughs> I don't think so. But in this lore, the Postmaster General is the richest in the land. Yeah. So his dad sends him away to work in a remote village in the Arctic called Smearinsburg. And he has to get a post office up and running in a year or he'll be cut off, which ends up being the main points of conflict in the movie because he doesn't tell anyone about what he's doing. But we'll come back to that. So Smearinsburg is a village filled with two rival factions that are constantly fighting with each other. And everyone in the village is pretty miserable. You know, there's there's families with kids there, but everybody's kind of mean and glum. glum. They've kind of lost their, their, their luster. Honestly... Daddy Krampus would have a field day in this town. Yeah, I mean, it's just a dark, gloomy village in the Arctic. Yeah. So Jesper has to find a way to get them to send mail. So while he's wandering in the woods one day while he's there, he ends up meeting a man who we later learn is Klaus, a.k.a. the Santa figure. Klaus winds up tracking down Jesper after he sees a letter from a child that wants a toy. And Klaus wants to give him a toy because Klaus has just a large collection of toys in his house. This kicks off the rest of the events of the movie where Jesper gets the kids in the town to write letters to Klaus. And at night, Klaus and Jesper start to deliver toys to the kids in various ways through like chimneys, leaving them in stockings, etc. All of the very classic Christmas lore. For sure, yeah. And this leads to all sorts of things that happen throughout the movie. Jesper also starts to develop the Klaus or the Santa lore. Mm -hmm. uh, like that he only delivers toys to good children and he gives coal to bad children. And we also get to see peaks of other bits of the Santa lore like his sleigh and his reindeer. And we learn about Santa's laugh as well. Yeah, it's, it's just so that, sweet. It's just that Klaus has a nice, nice jolly laugh. Yeah. This leads the people in town to start liking each other, especially the children who are behaving because they want toys from Klaus. Businesses start thriving, and the school, which is run by a woman named Alva, opens up to help teach the children how to read and write. And Alva and Jesper start off as kind of friends, but then they start to fall for each other throughout the movie. There is this through line that is the general theme of the movie, of how one good act can spiral another. Yeah. And so as we see Jesper and Alva fall for each other, mm -hmm. that good thing in Alva's life is a result of her finding a love of teaching again. Right, yeah. And it's just, oh, it, it is so heartfelt and beautiful, this notion that every good act has a great consequence. Right, and one of the things that we see throughout the movie is Al Alva's character is, you know, this teacher, but no one in the town goes to school before Jesper yeah. gets there, and so she basically has turned the school into, like, a fishmongery. Yeah. And I don't think mongery is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> a fish shop. Yeah, she, and she chops fish she, up. She mongers fish. Yeah, yeah. And she's saving up money to, to leave. To get out of there, yeah. She does not want to be in Smearinsburg, but, like, she just has no money to get out, basically, or nowhere to go. And then throughout the movie, she ends up using the money that she was going to leave with to start buying school supplies for those kids and, like, cleaning up the school. Yeah. Eventually, Jesper and Klaus begin running out of toys because Klaus isn't making new toys. He just has a lot of toys, which we'll talk about in a second. But Jesper comes up with the idea to deliver toys on Christmas as his year-long deadline approaches for trying to get an arbitrary amount of letters sent right. out. It's like 6,000 letters he has to have sent through the post office in Smearinsburg. And he tries to persuade Klaus to make more toys. Klaus initially refuses, but then he and Jesper work together to build a sled for a small girl named Margu, who lives in a different village yeah and margu's this character who's just kind of around the whole movie trying to get a letter to santa mm -hmm. 
brew Jesper. And Jesper, she doesn't speak the same language as Jesper. And so he doesn't really know what she wants. Right. But they're able to communicate through Alva, who is able to somehow translate between the two of them. Yeah. And it's all very sweet. Like, it really is just these gorgeous themes of, like, collaboration and everyone's voice mattering. And, ah, I love this movie. It's really good. And so after that moment where they see Margu get this toy, they're really happy. Klaus shares with Jesper that he actually used to have a wife named Lydia, and he explains that he had made the toys to give to his future children that they hoped to have, but it ended up that they couldn't have children, and then Lydia later died from an illness. Devastating. Really sad. Very big up vibes. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was thinking Ooh, about during it. I was God, like, same. <laughs> yeah, but it was in the middle of the movie instead of the end of the I'd, beginning of the movie. I know. And we cried like four times during this movie. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Then Klaus begins to realize that the work that they're doing is spreading joy to the children in the town, which is ultimately what he wanted to do was to spread joy to children and agrees with the Christmas plan. And Margu, the little girl who they built the sled for, her entire village comes to help build the toys with Santa. And they kind of are like the de facto like toy maker elves, but they're not they're not elves, but they're just normal people. Yeah. But they're really good toy makers, and so they end up helping with the process as well. Mm-hmm. And as the town and his relationship with Alva flourish, Jesper also starts finding that he himself wants to stay in Smearinsburg. And you and I started to like scream at the screen at this point, because, you know, of course we all know the inevitable arc where he's going to be found out that he's, in a sense, using Klaus to get his post office I know. up and running. But you and I were just like, your life is good, just stop, just... <laughs> Yeah. Just stay there. And I was thinking about this earlier. There's a lot of Emperor's New Groove vibes with yeah. it. He's this rich kid, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm interacting with real people for the first time. This is kind of a nice life. Yeah. And so throughout most of the movie, you see him filling in his little meter to get to 6,000 letters, but there's never like a, oh, God, I can't wait to get out here yeah. now, especially in the later two-thirds of the movie. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can see clearly that he's changed and has no interest in leaving. Yeah. But this is still going to be something that has to happen happen because of the movie. Right. So while all of this is going on, the two rival clans in the town aren't happy. They've had this long historical feud for centuries for just seemingly arbitrary reasons because there's nothing else to do. And so these two clans form a temporary truce to try and stop Jesper and Klaus because they want things to go back to the way they were with fighting and rivalries and meanness. And so they can resume their traditional feud. They find out about Jesper's letter writing goal and secretly send out enough letters to meet well beyond Jesper's target. And they also let his father know that he's sent out thousands of letters to other places. And so on Christmas Eve, Jesper's father arrives just as they're about to leave and go deliver presents. Classic. Classic. What timing? to congratulate him on how well he's done. And he inadvertently reveals Jesper's secret to his friends and to Klaus and to all of the other people that he's been with. And, you know. It's devastating. It's devastating. Naturally, everybody's upset, including (laughs) Jesper. (laughs) Including me. And the clans are like, oh, well, I guess it's back to the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, they really wanted to keep this fight going. Yeah, we just got to get rid of Klaus now. Yeah. And so just before they leave town, Jesper's father notices that his son is feeling bad. Like, he doesn't doesn't look like he's excited to leave. And so he and Jesper have, like, a talk off screen, and he lets Jesper stay. And so we see a little scene where the boat's leaving, and then Morgu is chasing down Jesper, being like, 
come back, come back. Oh, so heartbreaking. And then Jesper's like, I'm right here. What do you, what do you need? <laughs> and a class, classic Jesper. Yeah. So Jesper tries to stop the rivaling clans and their mob from destroying the Christmas toys that Klaus has. But it looks like he fails. Like, kind of how, like, in The Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. There's a scene where all the toys are sitting on top of a peak. <laughs> and they just like rip it or something they and just all the... they just manage to rip it and all the toys fall to the ground into a heap and they walk away satisfied and smug and jesper doesn't know what's going on he thinks all the toys are ruined and klaus is like it doesn't matter it's fine <laughs> i'm no dummy and we learn we learned that alva had been informed of the plot by the town's children because they're all her students <laughs> and children talk <laughs> And so she and Klaus had replaced the toys with decoys. So everyone ends up forgiving Jesper after all of this because he tried to sacrifice himself basically to save all these toys. And Smyrnsburg becomes a happy town again and the clan's feud ends. Jesper ends up marrying Alva and they have two kids. And he and Klaus to continue to deliver presents in Smyrnsburg and beyond to other places in the world for the next 11 years. And then on the 12th year, (sighs) devastating. (laughs) Klaus has gotten older, like he looks he looks more grizzled and old, yeah. and he follows a wisp of magic wind into the forest that he's been kind of seeing throughout the movie that has sort of been a manifestation of Lydia, his yeah. wife, and he follows the wind into the forest saying that he's joining his departed wife. Before He doesn't say goodbye to anybody, he just walks off into the woods. Yeah. Jesper spends some time looking for him, but he never finds him. And even though he's gone, Klaus lives on in the Christmas stories. And so every subsequent Christmas Eve, Jesper still waits for Klaus, who returns every year to deliver toys around the world. And it has one of the most beautiful... I have full body goosebumps because it has the most beautiful like ending where Jesper's like, I love Christmas because for one day, every year I get to see my friend. And it is so good. Yeah, it's really... So good. It's really beautiful. Um, we can just jump right into our notes and talk about this. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I have a lot to say. Yes. You know what movie this reminded me of? What's In that? a very strange way. Hmm. Encanto. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it, there's something about it. I think maybe it's just that it's about like love and, and family and pressure and like all these things. They don't have necessarily similar themes, but for me, they have a similar emotional impact as Encanto. Yeah. This movie is also a lot to watch because it's just beautifully emotional. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I want to start by saying is that I thought the animation of this movie was like unlike anything I had ever seen before. Stunning. And I'll get into it in the fun facts sort of why that is. It is a very unique process that they use to make this animation. Uh-huh. And it is just absolutely a beautiful film to look at. I honestly want to get some stills of the film. Like, I want to buy some. Yeah. And have them as some sort of, like, Christmas decoration that we can put up on our walls or something. Because it is that absolutely stunning. Yeah. The way that different characters are also animated Mm -hmm. in different styles, depending on, like, what their story is, what their, like, backstory is, where they're from... It's kind of interesting because the Morgu character and all the people from her village are much more like 
curve, curved yeah. and like softer edged. Yes. And all of the people in the town are like always like colored a lot darker yeah. and have like a lot sharper edges and like throughout. Right. Triangle shapes is what the animation said is that everything that was from Smearinsburg was very triangle shaped and pointy and gray. Yeah. And then this is getting into my fun facts, but it fits here. Klaus's house is very well structurally built, you mm-hmm. know, uh, much like Klaus is. Yeah. It's, it's sturdy and strong. And then, yeah, the other Margus family and village, they're all very, like, round yeah. um, and comforting. Mm-hmm. And so that was all intentional. And yeah. it's just, it. even if you don't necessarily notice that, you can see it and feel it, yeah. you know, in a subconscious way. Mm-hmm. The thing with Margus' character is that when she shows up in the movie, she's in line with all the kids trying to send letters. And she looks vastly different from yeah. the way she's, like, lit and shaped. Yeah. It's just so different. It's like you can be like, oh, okay, this is no doubt a very good, safe character. Right. That we don't have to worry about bad things happening to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Or her being a bad kid. Because there's a couple kids that are bad kids in this movie. Yeah. And they're, again, like kind of like blocky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that just from a, a technical standpoint, it's so beautiful to look at. Yeah. This story is stunning. I am floored that I didn't hear more commotion about this movie as someone who watches a good amount of movies every year. Yeah. And it was nominated for Best Animated Feature, and it lost to Toy Story 4, which I saw and is not as good as this movie. Listen, I don't want to be like that guy. Okay. But like... Let's speak to it. Enough Toy Story. Yeah. Toy Story 3... We ended it. ...was great. I didn't even expect a Toy Story 3, and I was shocked at how good it was. It was and great. it was wonderful. We're done. I don't want we any... We don't need it. I don't need any light years. I don't need Buzz, Toy Story 4. No. I don't need Woody's Roundup no. Disney Plus series. No. Like, Let guys... It Let it live. Let it die. Move on. <laughs> I think Klaus was just a far better movie than Toy Story 4. And I think the Academy did their Pixar Disney bump. Yeah, as they always do. You know, we're getting a little wonky, a little technical, a little... little... I can turn a sharp corner right here if you want me to to switch gears. Fucking Klaus is hot. Klaus is hot. Daddy Klaus. I know I've been saying Daddy Krampus, but I saw a meme that I posted on 12 Days Pod's Instagram about like, what is going on with these hot Santa Clauses? Klaus is like, I feel safe. You know, he's like a big burly, just he's gonna make and he's a romantic for his beautiful wife. His wife loved birds. So when his wife died, he started making bird houses to yeah, bring it's... more birds to his forest. It is really good. Oh my gosh, though. There's so there's this scene where like Jesper is in Klaus's workshop and pulling drapes and sheets off of things and Jesper pulls off a sheet from one of the things and you see this like house right and in the house there's a wood carving of klaus and lydia and then all these little slots for like what should be children i don't think you caught it right away like when you when it when it happened and i was like immediately i was like (laughs) and you were like what and you were like oh (laughs) yeah it was really rough but then Towards the end of the movie, after he's been spending time with Margu and her whole village, yeah. they end up putting little toys of themselves in there and all the little kids that they've been delivering toys to. Ugh. And it's so sweet. It's so nice. 
it's just an exquisite movie. Please watch it. Please yeah. watch it. Please, you know, give it five stars on Letterboxd. Like, I, oh my god, I want to watch this movie every Christmas. It is instantly I'm, been turned I'm into one of my favorites. I'm planning on us watching it again before Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah. You know. How about you? Any notes that uh that we didn't sort of share or interject with together? So, I feel like we covered most of my thoughts on this movie. Automatically is going into the rotation for Christmas along with, like, Home Alone yeah. and for Muppet. me, it's a, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, Muppets Christmas. I feel like Sally. When, <laughs> yeah, a New that, Year's movie. That's our New Year's movie. It's, we also watch it at fall. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's, that's our, our anytime movie. I put that on literally any time of the year. <laughs> I'll just throw it on at any time. That's slowly become maybe my favorite movie. <laughs> but no, I was also just kind of fully floored watching this because. I truly wasn't expecting much out of this. Mm-hmm. I just, I had seen this over the years, like, pop up around the holidays of, like, Klaus. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then especially after watching Jingle All the Way last week, uh-huh. it was just such a 180 that I got, like, major whiplash. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and really then, like, is, oh, go ahead. The, the Christmas genre really is so vast. Right. I just, I love this movie. It was gorgeous. The music was beautiful. Oh, yeah. The animation, the story, just... 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 12 out of 12. Well, yeah. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Don't give it away yet. Why don't we just dive right into some fun facts? Tell me me all about this movie. I know that I want to do a fun fact right away, which is that Sergio Pablos, the director of this movie, created the Despicable Me universe. Yeah, he did. Which is hilarious to me. He did. He really did. He didn't direct it, though. This was actually his directorial debut, was this movie. Yeah, director Sergio Pablos had wanted to do a traditionally animated feature film with Mm -hmm. this one. I guess after doing so many Despicable Me's, he wanted to just do a hand-drawn movie. Despicables Me. Despicables. Despicables. Despicables Me. (laughs) Can't get that one. (laughs) He wanted to do this traditionally animated feature film, but he wanted to see how the animation would have evolved without the switch to computer-generated animation. Interesting. So the studio used CGI lighting techniques on top of the hand-drawn animation to create this new animation style for the story. So it's not entirely CGI. It is hand-drawn, and then on top of that, the lighting techniques that sort of give it this depth and shape was imposed on top of the hand-drawn film. Cool. Okay. Right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. I don't really know how animation or anything works, but like that seems interesting. Oh, it's fascinating. And as a result of this technique, this actually was a significantly less expensive animated movie Hmm. than the recent computer-generated movies that we have seen. Fascinating. This was distributed by Netflix as its first original animated feature in 2019, which again is just wild to think about how netflix it feels like they've been in this space forever now but really not until 2019 that they start exploring it yeah netflix reported that the film was viewed by nearly 30 million people in its first month on the platform so people did watch this we just didn't (laughs) i mean children's movies do well people with children watch children's movies and children much like myself love to watch the same movie a thousand times that's true but also if this is netflix's first animated and like probably one of their first christmas movies obviously after a christmas prince Which was their first Christmas movie. Yes. So the fictional town of Smirensburg was based on Smirenberg, an actual town that existed in Norway. Oh. 
Is it called Smearinburg in the movie and I've just been adding an S to it? No, it's called Smearinsburg in the movie. Okay. But it was called Smearinburg in Norway. Okay. There was no Smearinsburg. There was only one Smearin in that town. This one had many. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Nina Margaret Laba, who voiced the Sami girl Margu. Sami is the name of the tribe. Yeah. Did not speak any English. Oh. Sergio Pablos traveled all the way to Tromso, Norway, where she lives, and did her whole recording session through translation and mimicry. Oh, neat. Yeah. When the animators were designing Smearinsburg, they used a lot of sharp angles and triangles to show that the environment wasn't friendly or comfortable. Just like, like you I said. said. Yeah. And so you can see that those variations just throughout the film, and mm-hmm. it's so well done. So good. Jesper was originally not going to be a postman, but was going to be a poor chimney sweep. You know, he does kind of remind me of Bert, Bert? from Mary Poppins. Yeah, I was going to say Bert from Mary Poppins, but also the husband owner of 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yeah. He does have that kind of that and Cusco. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you combined his character and Cusco's like personality. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this movie was was that character a chimney sweep and 101 Dalmatians? I have it in my mind that he was, but. I could be wrong. <laughs> I feel like he was carrying a little chimney thing, wasn't he? Yeah. Let me look real quick. <laughs> I don't know why that's in Wait, my... Wait, no. He's an author or a pianist, isn't he? You're getting too into the weeds and trying to be a fact-based podcast, and we're not. We're just going to leave it like this and have people correct us. <laughs> don't change the tradition of you're the right, podcast. You're right. How dare I? <laughs> Stop trying to learn. Along the lines of what Jesper was originally supposed to be, this movie was in development for like 10 years. Huh. It took a long time for a studio to buy it, and Netflix finally bought it in 2017. Hmm, nice. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, who voices Klaus, once worked as a mall Santa as he was pursuing an acting career out of college. I could see him being a Santa. Yeah. Be, feel like he'd be a kind of a grumpy Santa. He'd be a great Santa. I like a grumpy Santa. I'm into that. Yeah, but for like a mall? Yeah, I want him to be a little grumpy. I want him to be a little bit like... Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I need 10 pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Then you get your presents. This is my J.K. Simmons impression. I That's think really it's actually good. pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Ho, ho, ho. And then sadly, this was Norm MacDonald's final film role. R.I.P. I love Norm MacDonald. Do you really? Yeah. I really like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> and those are my fun facts. da 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 Yeah. All righty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, what would you rate, Klaus, dear, darling, 30-year-old Daniel? Hot take. I'm giving it 12 drummers drumming. So am I! Yeah, I... This is a surprise for all of us. Yeah. Me out here giving a 12. I rarely give out the 12. Yeah, you pull that 12 right and tight. Yeah, the 12 has been only given out for this... When Harry Met Sally and a Muppet Christmas movie. Really? Did you not give it to Nightmare Before Christmas? No, I gave that an 11, I think. Wow. I know. Wow. Because I was saving my 12. You were saving Season your 12. one. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, this is a 12 out of 12. I loved this Christmas movie. It's very easily become one of my favorite Christmas movies. There's good music in it, good vibes, good animation, good fun. Yeah. I love an animated Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's It's easy. It's predictable in a way that... Is comforting? Is comforting, but like not 
boring. Boring, right. What I, what I mean by predictable is like, I know what the like part that's going to make me upset is. Yeah. I saw that coming from literally when you're like, you have to send 6,000 letters to Smearinsburg. I'm like, okay. So he's going to go there, do something, and then get to his goal and everyone's going to feel betrayed and then he's going to learn a lesson. Right. But like the way he got there mm-hmm. and like his, his character growth throughout the movie, Klaus's character growth, Al, everybody has growth and things throughout the movie that make them better and make this movie unlimitably rewatchable yeah yeah i don't know so 12 out of 12 for me and for you as well it is also a 12 out of 12 for me 12 drummers drumming 12 drummers drumming i think klaus deserves 12 drummers drumming it's just stunning i think i've gushed enough about it i please go watch klaus go watch klaus it's so good it's perfect i love it Thank you so much for listening. We're only 37 days away from Christmas, and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please, share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. You know what, guys? Well, I got you here. You know, shoot us a tweet. I know that Twitter's on fire. Shoot us an Instagram message. Review us on Apple Podcasts. We've definitely gotten a bunch of more new listeners this season welcome to the family we love you pop on over and say hello we've got a great little little gang here check out all of our domains and urls 12dayspod.com vestbuds on vespas.com yeah i know what a koosh is.com they all lead to the same place but we have them (laughs) let us know what our next url should be yeah let us know we're listening we, we change our minds on things like our lineup, which you'll find out about soon enough how we change it because there's, due to popular demand, some of you are asking for specific things. So get in touch. You we, shape this podcast. We listen. We have yeah. nothing better to do. <laughs> Join us next week as we take a look back at a true Thanksgiving classic, plane, trains, and automobiles. I love this movie. This yeah. is another great movie. Yeah, I'm excited. You've been clamoring for John Candy, and I'm glad we're going to get it. Same. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.